How beautiful are the words of God, so powerful, so full of grace and judgment, so absolute and true, so eternally beneficial. The Word of God is a place to build a life. Speaking of Jesus Christ, Revelation 19.13 reads, And His name is called the Word of God. He is the Word of His Father. John 1.1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It follows, then, that to love God is to love the Son, and to love His Son is to love God's Word. Psalms 119, verses 129 and 130, Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Have you personally entered into the love of God? Have you been born again, born a second time, this time as a son or daughter of God? Would you like the beautiful words of God to be transferred from simply printer's ink and paper into truth and life, truth and life you can see and measure? You can enter this glorious place today. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Surely today will be the best day of your life. Now for today's subject. God said, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 and 15, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. God said, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see, and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Man said, These fanatical Christians are delusional. They actually think they can speak to God, and even more absurd, that they can hear his response. Foolish delusion. Now the record. This is a two-part series on how to communicate with extraterrestrials and even God himself. Part one made five strong assertions listed below. One. There is life in outer space. Two, there are extraterrestrials here upon the earth, multitudes of them. Three, there is then the ultimate extraterrestrial. Four, these extraterrestrials can be engaged in conversation. Five, special communicating tools have been made available. 
This two-part series will draw from several God Said, Man Said features, which will be listed at the end of these articles, and new insights will be offered for your review. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We're glad you've come. In last week's feature, where we established, one, that there is life in outer space, two, that there are extraterrestrials here on the earth, and three, that there, are, that there is the ultimate extraterrestrial God himself, we omitted one pivotal, uh, pivotal verse excuse me, for locating heaven's place in the cosmos, 2 Corinthians 12, verses 2 through 4. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which it is not lawful for man to utter. God's paradise is located in the third heaven beyond the north. Genesis 1 lays out the heavens, which are also called firmament, of which we see two. The first heaven is local. You can wave your hand through it and fly through it. We commonly call it the sky. The second heaven is the home of the sun, moon, and stars, etc. The third heaven is God's paradise. Man and his science are spending billions of dollars in an effort to contact or find life in outer space, but looking in all the wrong places. SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, is the Earth's ears and telescopes its eyes. The exploratory space shots are its pioneers venturing out into the relatively unknown. Man is trying to make contact, but the pure truth is that we have been contacted and are in contact on a daily basis. Ancient pre-Bible history, the Holy Bible, a plethora of people of note in current history, as well as a cloud of witnesses living today testify of making contact with God, his Christ, and his angels, and also with Satan and his devils. Multitudes of credible witnesses tell of making contact with these extraterrestrials, yet the skeptics jeer from the sidelines. Keep the obvious in mind, God, his Christ, and his angels, as well as Satan and his fallen angels, are all from what we call outer space. Communicating in the spirit realm can be very dangerous, for lying entities are there which seek your destruction. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if the ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. It is colossally important that you know the Scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We cannot emphasize the need to know the Scriptures when dealing with spirits. Many have been duped and destroyed by ill-advised entry into this realm. Nevertheless, we all must deal here, and dealing with the right extraterrestrials is critical. God speaks to man in seven distinct ways that I am biblically aware of. One, his word through personal study. Two, the prophetic preaching of his word. Three, direct communication. Four, the gift of prophecy, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Five, the gift of tongues coupled with the gift of the interpretation of tongues, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 6, miracles, and 7, supernatural alignment of circumstances. 
These are the very last days, and hearing God and being heard by Him will be enormously important. Hearing God's voice and recognizing His intervention requires spiritual positioning. Learning to hear begins on the day of one's redemption when God speaks through the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Christ is believed upon, sins are forsaken, and repentance is made, and the pursuit of righteousness ensues. Psalms chapter 24, verses 3 and 4, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. To hear God's voice requires clean hands, a pure heart, and a humble ear that is bowed down to the authority of His Word. Proverbs twenty-two seventeen: Bow down thine ear, and hear the words of the wise, and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. God's voice is heard on occasion outside this format, but it is generally not good and definitely not recommended. I recall many years ago when I was first saved that God began to speak to me, but as the young Samuel in the beginning references, I could not identify his voice. Speaking of the voice of God, 1 Kings chapter 19, 11 through 13 reads, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle, and went out, and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him, and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? I was in a regular Saturday night men's prayer meeting seeking God's face when I heard this still small voice. His instruction was to go to a particular lunch counter and order a cup of coffee. At first I shook off this still small voice as the enemy, attempting to distract me from worshiping God, but the still small voice was persistent. I began to suspect God was speaking to me. My father, who at the time had been a minister of the gospel for many years, was also attending the meeting. I explained to him the situation, and he said to try the spirits, and if it was of God, there would be a quick confirmation. First John chapter 4, verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Prior to salvation, my reputation was that of an evil man. I had just been born again for a few months, and the word of my conversion had spread rapidly. The Monday following the Saturday night encounter with the voice of God, I showed up at the lunch counter and ordered a cup of coffee. There was a long row of stools at the coffee bar. All were filled with the exception of two side-by-side -side seats. I sat down, expecting quick confirmation that the voice I heard was actually God's. I took my seat, looked to the right, and as I looked to the left, another fellow took the last empty seat. This young man had gone to school with me, and I had not seen him for several years. He had married a young lady who was a minister's daughter. She had fallen away from Christ. We began to talk, and I told him how King Jesus had saved my dirty soul, and that God was interested in doing the same for him and his wife. As we were talking, many of my old acquaintances came and heard the testimony of Christ. This was the beginning of several visits to this coffee shop and the salvation of many souls. Several months had passed since my last visit to the coffee shop. I was attending college on the GI Bill. 
While sitting in an afternoon accounting class, which typically ended at 3.20 p.m., the still small voice spoke again and told me to go to the same lunch counter and drink a cup of coffee. I was still learning to hear God's voice and wasn't sure whether, whether he was speaking or not. Satan suggested it was just my flesh, implying that I was simply interested in the gratification of the flesh. I turned my heart toward God and asked him for a sign. I said, God, if this is you, let this class end at three o'clock. Now, the professor was very long-winded, and it was likely that the class would run over. Immediately after my request for a sign from God, the professor sent everyone home. You can imagine the excitement in my spirit. I didn't own a wristwatch, but I knew there was a large clock on the wall on the first floor. I hurriedly descended the steps, and as my shoulder passed perpendicular to the clock, the second hand split the twelve. It was three o'clock sharp. At that time of the day, the coffee shop was sparsely populated. Sitting at the counter was a young man who had given his heart to Christ as a result of the first visits. Unfortunately, in a few short weeks, he had become a Bible scholar and philosopher. As I sat down, I thought, God, I hope you didn't send me for him. I turned on the swiveling stool and looked outside. A gray Volkswagen pulled up, and out jumped a former close friend of mine. He was a drug dealer and dope addict. The still small voice said, He's the reason you're here. He walked into a delicatessen next door, which also had a coffee bar. I immediately shifted locations. He soon after gave his heart to Christ. This was a major shock to the youth of the community. In the weeks that followed, he and I, accompanied with other believers, took to the streets, winning lost souls to Christ. These efforts began in the first few months of 1971. A colossal revival broke out in the tri-state area. I don't know where it started first, but a major revival soon encompassed the globe. The results of hearing and obeying God's voice netted in our local area thousands and thousands of souls for Christ. Learning to identify God's voice yields marvelous results. This skill is perfected through a very sound biblical process. The born-again not only hear, but can speak to God, who created and rules over terrestrials and extraterrestrials alike. God has developed various means through which we can speak and communicate with Him. 1. The prayer of faith. 2. Daily walking in the Spirit and spiritually interfacing with God. 3. Speaking in unknown tongues. and 4. Meditation. As in hearing, in order to be heard by God, proper cleansing and positioning must occur. Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Science is looking for a language with which to speak to extraterrestrials. This should send a shock through the halls of higher learning, although you should expect they won't be listening. There is a language with which man can speak to extraterrestrials directly. Isaiah the prophet speaks of this extraterrestrial language in chapter 28, verses 11 and 12. For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people, to whom he said... This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. 1 Corinthians 14.21 quotes the passage from Isaiah, referring, referring excuse me, to the supernatural ministry of speaking in tongues. It is estimated that as many as 585 million, or one out of four of the world's confessing Christians, speaks in unknown tongues, which is a supernatural language that the individual speaking does not understand, but God does. First Corinthians fourteen two, 
For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. Imagine such a phenomenal ability to be able to speak in this marvelous language. 1 Corinthians 14.14 reads, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Romans 8, 26 and 27 speaks of this supernatural benefit. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This ability is obtained by believers when they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost as they did on the day of Pentecost, recorded in Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Jesus said the following concerning the ministry of the Holy Ghost in Mark, Mark excuse me, chapter 16, verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe, in my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. Those of you reading this feature that would like more information on this glorious blessing should click on to the following subjects. It has been noted that believers also communicate with God through standard prayer, walking in the Spirit, and meditation. Science wants to learn to speak to extraterrestrials. The born-again already can. God said, 2 Timothy 3, 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is the state of carnal science. Communicating with the spiritual realm, extraterrestrials, is not accomplished via high-tech equipment and scholarship, but through childlike faith and simplicity. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen, uh, chosen excuse me, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. God said, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 and 15, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. God said, First Samuel chapter 3, verses 8, 9, and 10, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli, and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli, Eli, excuse me, perceived that God had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Man said, These fanatical Christians are delusional. 
They actually think they can speak to God, and even more absurd, that they can hear his response. Foolish delusion. Now you have the record.